You know, if you take everything I've accomplished in my entire life and condense it down into one day, it looks decent. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Decent Show. I'm Ryan Money. Joined by me is the always amazing Reagan Horton. Recently graduated. Reagan, how are we doing? Ah, yeah, dude. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. Ah. Uh, beautiful ceremony. Uh, <laughs> uh, shake hands with the, the dean that you never saw for five years? Or Yeah, a very uh, special moment that man is apparently important. <laughs> How was the how was the speech? How was the Oh it was uh, awful, dude. It was awful. I've been to several graduation, graduation ceremonies and his was absolutely awful. He was talking about like the Vatican in France and he was li- it literally seemed like he was reading from like the most boring textbook ever. Like it just seemed so boring. Um <laughs> like I think he was literally cuz he he wrote in like so, he writ whatever you want to say had written like some really important book. And like I feel like he was just reading from it because it was just so boring, dude. Probably. <laughs> really good. How egotistical! He's reading his own book on the graduation speech. He's probably done it every year, and I bet all the other people are just like, "God, there goes Bill again with the freaking book." Like I feel like he would just get so sidetracked and just go into these like really deep lists. Like he'd be like, "Now I think that all of you, regardless of race, gender, income equality." Like all these, like he just go down this list of all these like traits and attributes. Like every time he got to the next part, I was like, just say you include everyone. Don't you don't need to specify like all these different areas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta, well, he's got to make sure he doesn't offend anybody and includes everybody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just the right way. That's that's the. Uh... The educated way. I mean, you know, if you're non-gender, non-binary. You know, you got to recognize all the people who I identify as a stove and you know whatever. <laughs> Man, oh, it looks Sorry. like we have a, a special appearance. Have. It looks like uh, <laughs> the man with the best bathroom in the apartment, Kyle Gamble, is walking in. The hey. hey, give him a round of applause. <laughs> and just let the record show that. Well, actually. I don't know. I guess it ended up being like another five minutes, but we we definitely should have just waited. But I, I think. He normally likes to stay in the bathroom after work, so we might be able to do an episode and then maybe catch him on for a quick uh, five-minute clip or something. Who knows? Uh, I really want to hear what's going on in there for sure. Please. So, yeah. Got a little sidetracked there, but yeah, back to uh, to graduation. What, uh, is there any anything else of note from uh, the ceremony? Um, I mean, there was like, you know, there's always like the people dancing and everything instead of just taking the damn scroll and moving on, but you know. 
uh, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> was there okay, like dances? Were there like cartwheels and uh, no I one? Saw, I've seen on. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, no one did a flip. <laughs> yeah, like that video on Twitter. That was great. The what? That guy eating it off the flip? Yeah, great oh, stuff. Way to yeah, ruin it you for you that? and your entire family all at once. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, there's probably, he probably had family there. It'd be great if he had like three rows of family there. Uh, what was the other one? I saw a couple of good ones. I saw like a guy doing like the hardened step back. He like got the he like got the diploma and then he did like the hardened step back like across the whole stage or something and like you know wow. did the cook him up. I, I know um, one like, guy at our graduation. He danced for a while, then like stuck his hand out to shake the dean's hand and then danced some more. Like to, you know, he did a real quick swiped his hand up. I was like, you sly dog. And then another guy kissed him on the cheek. That was that was special. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, um, it was incredible. Also, I, I wanted to, like, give a shout-out. Like, I never thought in all, like, all the time, like, I made those, like, graduation pictures, like, I photoshopped, like, myself into Eminem albums. Um, yeah. Uh, like, my, my uncle and, like, my stepdad, like, gave me, like, the biggest shout-outs for those. Like, I was, like can't believe you a saw them and then b like thought they were cool like yeah he's like dude please email those to me those are freaking sick like i was like yeah sure no problem because like, I, I mean I, they loved the uh the eminem covers yeah they thought they were awesome i was like well, Your I parents? Even... no yeah they did for some reason i don't know why i i kind of figured they they'd be like that's so dumb <laughs> it's creative it's an outlet they're supporting you <laughs> Yeah, but it's all downhill now. Gotta get, gotta get a job. Gotta, you know, gotta, I don't know, find a way to go to the bathroom and work and stuff like that. All the struggles. Oh yeah, definitely a huge. Um, I don't know. Bathroom politics is really a big deal in the office. I think <laughs> you'll, you'll get accustomed to it uh, for sure. I'm, I'm not kidding too. That's what's crazy. <laughs> There's a lot that can happen in an office bathroom, you know, like, you know, how many are all the bathrooms the same sizes? You know, what what are the sizes of the bathrooms? How many stalls are in each bathroom? Is there some bathrooms with no stalls or like, is it only a stall? Like whether you got to piss or shit, you only got one choice. Like there's a lot of possibilities. You have a lot of people, you know, like, is there people with bad diets? Like who's bringing their own lunch every day? Like who's on like a health kick? You know, who's eating a lot of vegetables? Who's got stinky shits? You know, there's a lot. What are the what are the politics of that though? I don't understand. Like, uh, well, in our office, there's a um, a heavy debate about this one guy who like talks in the bathroom. Like, you know, he's <laughs> like mid mid, and no matter what, he's like one. He, um, pretty sure he easily beats me for most ba- most bathroom visits, which is insane. <laughs> you're going to the bathroom more than I am. Like, you're in the bathroom too much. So, <laughs> that's one p- part where he's wrong. Um, and then. Uh, no matter whether he's got a piss or shit, he is in there forever. And like, he's like grunting. Like, it's like a, a strenuous task for him to piss or shit out of his body. Like, it is always like a struggle. It's like, uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah, oh, there we go. That's the one. You guys catch the game last night? You know, and he's got to talk about it. You know, he's got to like get grunted and get started and then see who's in the bathroom. He's like, who's, who's, who's in here with me right now? Who's having a good time? And RP. And yeah, oh yeah, RP's always in there, man. I'm always like, hey, Drew. He's like, taking a dump up? And I was like, yeah, man, having a great time in here. You know, I was really enjoying it until he came along, you know. And um, so that's kind of the politics. Like, he brought it up one time because I'd like, I think he said something about it. And I was like, yeah, Drew, like, I really don't like when you're talking to me in the bathroom. Like, I don't want to talk in there. 
and you know unless it's like gamble like i'll talk to gamble but like i don't want to talk to anybody in there like i'm trying to like act like i'm not pooping like i don't want people to know i'm the guy pooping three times a day so like i'm trying to stay incognito um and you know you gotta time your wipes you know you gotta like wait make sure that like nobody else is about to get up and get out at the same time or like Mm -hmm. you know if nobody's in there like you can enjoy yourself a little bit but as soon as somebody comes in and starts pooping you're like oh i gotta wipe and get out of here that way they like they don't see you you don't have to poop together they can have some privacy you know there's a lot of bathroom politics there and um I told this guy that I don't like talking in the bathroom and he thinks I'm weird. And I guess he starts talking to everybody else in the bathroom about it. And they're all like, yeah, like, no, no, we don't like talking in the bathroom. Nobody likes it. Like you're insane. (laughs) But he like, he's literally insane. Like nobody can get this through to his head. So like, he keeps doing it. Like that is continuously his conversation about how he's going to like, he'll talk about something in the bathroom and then immediately follow it up with like, but I know nobody likes to talk in the bathroom. But sports, you know, did you see the sports and all that good stuff? The weather. So, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, you know, who who leaves a mess on the counter? Who peed on the floor? Who peed on the seat? These are other bathroom politics that that may occur. Who didn't flush? You know, there's a lot of a lot of things that can happen. Right? You're going to get ready for this. I don't think you took classes on this. You were so focused on the engineering, you didn't take any bathroom classes. So you're you're not prepared, I'll be uh, honest with you. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm scared now. It <laughs> seems like a whole other world out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, these are grown folks, too. These aren't like little kid dumps anymore. Like, these are grown poops here that we're dealing with. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else you need to know on the subject? <laughs> no, let's, please, let's move on. All right. So in my bathroom at the house lately, I've been <laughs> <That is laughs> moving on. Oh, 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 okay. I thought it was a good segue for sure. But uh, what else is happening in your world, though? That's pretty much it, honestly. About to go back home, live with the folks for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. How is that going to work? Like, you're gonna, are you gonna? Is it gonna be like a pain to like move all your crap and then you're just gonna basically possibly move again? Yeah. Or, that's gonna be rough. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to suck. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, you know, the show is supposed to be about other stuff besides the bathroom, um, but <laughs> sometimes it's not. Uh, yeah. uh, freaking, we were talking off air. Um, I saw Avengers again, and it was funny okay. because I saw it with Jordan, and I was, you know, Jordan's my brother, and, like, we've talked about, like, you know, he's already seen it, and uh, he's seen Shazam, and I was like, you know, I haven't seen Shazam, and it's shorter. Like, you want to go try to see that instead? Like, that way one of us would see a movie we haven't already seen? Yeah. And he was like, and he was like no, no way, I'm seeing that movie again. So he's, like, steadfast <laughs> in the ground about, you know, I hate this movie, or I don't like it. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, the more I think about it, the more I don't like it. But, like, I don't seem to hate it as much as he does. Yeah, no, I, just, I thought that was hilarious that he would rather see a longer movie again. <laughs> Yeah, they go see a shorter movie you haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because then y'all could have dumped on it together theoretically, but he hates it that much that he didn't even want to do that. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. Yeah, you know, you know. I'll see it one day and we'll do a part two review, like, for sure. I got to see it now. I just, I got to I gotta dump on it. Yeah, oh, definitely. And, I yeah, I don't know if I'll see it again when you see it again. Maybe you seeing it again will be good enough for me, but... Yeah, it was a movie, uh, definitely. Now, what did you guys think of Avengers for, I guess, well, what did you think of Avengers for the third time? Uh, I'll actually use this as a segue. Like, um, the Game of Thrones, like, wrapped up this week. Um, uh, so, like, spoilers for this show. But, like, 
they ended with Game of Thrones and like they like got rid of all the you know they ended all the plot lines and all the character arcs and like all that stuff and all the battling and fighting is over and like it just it was just very like underwhelming honestly and like Avengers is basically the exact opposite where I feel like every character went in a direction that like I didn't see coming and I also really felt like it felt good to see it in that way you know like even when Tony dies it's like yes that makes sense like he would do that you know yeah. whereas like in the season finale of Game of Thrones like it's just it doesn't tie anything together you know it doesn't like it doesn't make any sense like this guy is like the main character and he's supposedly a nobody and then like last season we find out he's like oh he's like the heir to the throne like he's like this this like super powerful dude and like and nothing comes of it like he's still nothing like that never came into the, into the fold in any way and you know like i was saying earlier like these this big bad villains coming and he comes there and he gets defeated in one episode and like you know that's just i don't know just stuff like that you know it's very underwhelming uh, i still am not like not nearly as negative on it it's like other people um but i do think it's like funny that like this is the first time i've actually like lived and like been kept up with a show like when it ended and like people have had such a backlash to it because obviously like we both like seinfeld but i mean seinfeld's last episode is like not good and uh, a lot of people yeah, have a problem with that um I, don't, I think this one episode is a lot better than seinfeld's episode um like it's just it's just a fine ending it's not like anything like just atrocious you know I'm trying to think yeah. of like other shows i've watched have like had like terrible endings but like I don't know, like, that 70s show is, like, just a stupid ending, and, like, it's not like they just woke up and was like, oh, my God, it was all a dream or something like that, you know? Like, just stupid shit like that, but it was just, it was very underwhelming. I just, I think it's so funny that, like, everyone's just so disappointed in it, and, like, people are signing, like, petitions to, like, rewrite the whole, or redo the entire last season, and, like, all these memes and everything. There's, like, memes everywhere, people just, like, because I guess the, the director of the show... He said like he said something where he was like, Yeah, we kinda of forgot and they took that and they basically just like wrote stuff. I was like, We kinda of forgot this character was alive at all and like they have a picture of the character doing nothing in the eighth season and like plus like everyone's rallying behind the fact that there's like a Starbucks cup like on the table and like no one saw that when they were editing the show and like there's also a water bottle like in the show. Like it just it's really dumb. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, so you think they just got lazy and careless with the last season? Like, they just didn't care? I mean, a lot of people are like, dude, they just got, like, they got all that Disney money because they're about to make the three Star Wars movies, so, like, the the two directors of Game of Thrones are going to make the next three Star Wars movies. Yeah, okay. Jesus. (laughs) Are Are they also making the Game of Thrones prequel? No. Oh, somebody else is gonna do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's set like that I looked it up, that's set like thousands of years ago. So that's set like so far away, it's basically it's just barely tied to the show. It's usually it's literally just using the name. But I just I thought it was so interesting that like, you know, everyone who keeps up with the show and everybody on social media is just dumping on it like they hate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much that's the, I guess, the word around town that I've heard as well as a lot of people, I guess, hate it or are down on it. But I don't know, one one or two of the people at the office claim that they're okay with it and they, they liked the ending or either they liked it or, again, they were just accepting of it. Like they didn't really hate it, but they weren't like jumping up and down about it. 
it's just really underwhelming, and like the whole show is basically, it just gives you a lot of build up. Like it's just, it's build up, build up, build up. At the end of the season, like something amazing will happen, and then they'll build to another thing, and then the next season, like it just continues and continues. And there's like this through line of what's going on, of like who's going to be the one to like, you know, finally win. Basically, is it going to be these people who are good, these people who are bad, like the dragon chick, like who's going to win, you know? And it give, does a really good job of like setting that up and like, oh my god, I can't wait to see it. And like, I think that was sort of a mistake where it was just like, yeah, you know, like all this hype and build up, everybody had such like great expectations for it, and it just, it was a never going to deliver on it, but then b like it really just dropped the ball in a lot of ways. So it just, it, it just, eh, you know. And it, and like honestly, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, would I ever go back and watch this show? Like knowing how it ends because this the ending is just so like non satisfying it's just like all right whatever like like that doesn't that doesn't really appeal to me so like why would i watch the show again but i mean it has like great scenes and great moments but a lot of that is about like finding out what happens next so it kind of i don't want to say it ruins the show but it definitely like takes it down a notch yeah i mean i i don't know maybe it's just me or maybe it's just the shows that i've watched or i don't know some of these epic shows you just kind of hear negative things about their endings and i guess what um what i'm getting at is i don't know out of all the shows i've ever watched like i haven't watched a ton of tv shows just because it's just never really been my thing i've just had my select few but like pretty much any show that has multiple seasons whenever they do the last season like i don't know like i'm normally not impressed like i've i've really yet to watch a show where i've been like man this last season is the best and i love how exciting and how well it ramps everything up and Oh man, what a great final episode. Like I've just never watched a show where I've I've felt that way, but I also haven't watched a ton of shows and then you've got shows these days kind of like some of your random Netflix shows that kind of just like drop seasons here and there. So I'm like I can't really even critique those, but just your regular standard TV shows like I've just never been impressed with with the last season and I don't know, I feel like Seinfeld and like Sopranos and now Game of Thrones have all like are all three considered some of the best shows of all time, but I feel like they're like heavily criticized for the way they wrap things up and the way their final episodes, you know, happen. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, it's hard to wrap up a show. Like you know, you just you keep it going for so long, and then you're like, okay, like we have to basically end this and stop making it, but still somehow keep it exciting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Especially with serious um, television. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was trying to think of, uh, I had like another, I guess, example or, or point on that, but yeah, that's, that's basically it. It's just any, any show with multiple seasons like that. I've, I've, I just, and I feel like even like shows I don't watch, when I hear people talk about the finales, like I've just never heard anybody come back and go, oh my God, that finale was great. <sighs> Like, I've just, I feel like I've never heard those phrases from anybody about any show ever. I don't know. I don't think I've ever thought that. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to make, it's hard to make your last episode of any season great, but I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think that way either, honestly. I think, like, some shows have good last seasons, but the last episode is usually one that when you're rewatching it, you usually skip it just because it's... Even if it's for a funny show, it's usually a lot of serious stuff just to, like, I don't know, get you some closure. Yeah. Like, yeah, The Office like, is guess, really serious at the very end. Yeah, same with Friends. Yep. Like, I don't necessarily hate the ending of Friends, but I could definitely skip it just because... There's not that much funny parts in it. 
Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of moments just basically either trying to make you cry or just a lot of moments where they're like, yeah, it's over. Closure, yeah, <laughs> closure. So, yeah, well, you got any more? Uh, well, okay, so hang on, back to, I was asking you about Avengers, though. So, well, what did you think the, the third time, and I guess what were Jordan's thoughts when walking out of the movie? I mean, I don't know, dude, like, I've seen it three times, and, like, I still... I still get really like sad whenever he he dies at the end of it. Like I, I don't think I've gotten any less sad watching it. Yeah. Like I don't know. Okay. I don't want to see it anymore. Honestly, just I don't want to get sick of it. Um. So I'm probably not gonna. And I I do want to do the Infinity War and Avengers Endgame like back to back whenever it comes out. So like I want to be fresh for that. I want to be like looking forward to it. So I don't think yeah. I don't think I'm gonna see it again. But I yeah, I mean I I really love the movie. I. Definitely put it somewhere in my top ten, if not top five, and it's in the top two or three of Marvel for sure. So, great movie, love it. Um, gonna be hard for it to not be like the favorite movie I've seen this year. Um, yep. But honestly, like looking at the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, trailer, like that movie could be great too. I think it's, or I think it will be great, and it could be maybe my favorite movie of the year there as well, or at least get a shout out in the best movie category. You know. I hope so, but I'm not going to get that excited for it just only because of Tarantino. Like, really, that's the biggest thing holding me back about that movie is the Same. fact that I've just never been crazy about Tarantino. Same. Um, okay, so again, back to Jordan, though. What were his thoughts walking out of Avengers? Is that his second time seeing it? That's his third time because he took uh, my stepmom to go see it because she wanted to go see it for some reason. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he Does thought... he acknowledge its greatness? Yeah, he pretty much thinks it's either the best one or the second best one, and he, um, I don't know, he just, he really wants them to end it, I guess, um, like, as, cause he's more of a DC fan, so he's like, this was great, this was perfect, like, just end this, and then I wish DC would, like, you know, take its place, and then we could just go back and forth, you know, for the next, like, 10, 20 years or whatever, I'm like, that would be great, or if maybe they could go at the same time, that would also be great, um, well, I mean, they're essentially going back and forth right now. I don't know. Like, they're, I don't, you can't really expect one of them to stop making movies for a number exactly. of years to let the other one make movies. Exactly. Like they're just going to keep, yeah. So. I'm like, they're making so much money off of this, and Spider Man's going to make so much money, and so many people are looking forward to Spider Man. That's, that's really what I take away is like, he really just doesn't care about Spider Man, I guess, just because he doesn't like that character that much, and he just, he likes the way this ended so well, and I, I kind of see where he's coming from, but. The movie looks sick, so you know. As soon as, as soon as I'm in the theater and get about five minutes into it, I'm gonna forget about that and be like, "Wow, this movie's probably really good," you know. Oh yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm rock hard for it, but I again, I get what you're saying. I see where he's coming from as well because it, I don't know. I guess it would be. It's kind of weird that there like another movie is coming out so soon, but at the same time, like it's soon, but it also feels like forever. Like I don't go to the movie that often, so like I'm dying for something else to go. Like that, I like know I'm gonna love when I see it. And, like you know, obviously I can go see other stuff like John Wick, but like something like Spider Man, like I'm invested in, like I'm excited for. So mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully they don't stop. And I'm interested to see where where they go from here because I mean I feel like it's gonna be kind of like a soft reboot for Marvel or like a soft continuation of you know the heroes that are left. And I don't know, I feel like they're gonna you know obviously like form a new Avengers or I, I don't even know what they're playing really is and then i bet they wait a while for the next avengers honestly 
Yeah, and that'd be fine. But while they're doing that, maybe DC can figure something out and, you know, put out some movies while Marvel's putting out, I guess, Spider-Man 2, Black Panther 2, this Black Widow movie or whatever they plan on doing. But, yeah. That's another thing is whenever I go back home, like, I'm really trying to, like, see a lot of movies, you know, because it's, like, the summer, all these movies are coming out. Like, I think I'm going to definitely watch John Wick 3, and I'll probably go with Jordan to go see Aladdin, um, or my whole family, I don't know. We'll probably have to all go see it, but I'll probably definitely see those two movies and probably go see Godzilla and stuff like that. So I'm, like, I'm looking forward to, like, seeing a lot of movies again. Yeah, same. I might have to... I guess, like, find a way to, like, especially if you go see some of these, like, before me and we're not, like, both in Houston, like, I'll definitely have to find a way to go see some of them myself just because, I don't know, yeah, it'd be nice to see some movies and have some some sodes and some debates and some uh, crapping on moments. <laughs> and um, so do you want to note the time right now? Because I have to do something super quickly. And we're back here on the DC show. Uh, I had to do a little laundry break. Underwear was in the way for show, for show. Um, so yeah, did. Uh, where'd we leave off at? Um, Avengers and movies. Going to see yeah, movies. So movies. yeah, I guess let's dive into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So we're we're kind of already like touched on it a little bit, but um, I don't know. Trailer looks pretty solid. Cast looks great. Um. And again, we both kind of agree that we're not not crazy about Tarantino, and that's the thing—he can make like a good movie. I don't think he's necessarily making bad movies. Oh, no, definitely just, not. Yeah, they're not bad movies. It's just I don't know. They're not my favorites. I feel like they're um, they're like they're like hype beasts. Like there's a lot of hype to him. Everybody's excited. He like creates a lot of hype for himself by like especially like by numbering his films. He has to tell us what film he's on every mm. time now. This is supposedly and, his last one. Really? Because he said he'd do nine movies and then he's done. <sighs> Then it's probably going to be hopefully the best or the most epic, or maybe maybe it's the worst. Who knows? Um, <laughs> well said. Thank you. But I mean, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. I mean, especially when you got Pitt and DiCaprio, and he's got Pacino and Kurt Russell and uh, Margot Robbie, and just all like this epic cast. Uh, and it, honestly, it looks like a pretty interesting plot. It kind of it kind of feels. Um, God, I feel I, I get a sense of like Boogie Nights and like Gangster Squad mm-hmm. kind of kind of mixed in there with a little bit of um, Wolf of Wall Street. Know, yeah, maybe. Yeah, a little Wolf. And then just kind of like that. Uh, the, the psycho murder vibe, because it, I, I think it does involve, um, you know, Manson uh, for sure. So, yeah, it kind of has like that like psychotic vibe you get from maybe like a thriller, but like not not too much, like kind of a light on that area but you know there's a lot going on there yeah i mean it like his movies aren't bad but i i would it sounds mean but I, or it sounds just like super critical but they are kind of boring like they are just kind of slow and not really, not really a lot going on i really like i mean i i forgot he made inglorious bastards i really like that movie um and then i like Django, but Django is just so long like i I, I, I don't even, I feel like I watched it like while I was doing like homework one day and I feel like it just went on forever. <laughs> I like forever and ever. And like, I, I liked that movie, but I still, I wouldn't rewatch it again just because I feel like it's so freaking long. And then I've tried to watch Kill Bills and, eh, and I've never, I never got around to pull, I mean, I just, I didn't really like them that much to be honest with you. Cause they're not that long. 
I just, I, I really didn't like them that much. I don't know. They just, they're like about like Kung Fu and all this, that, and like revenge. And like, there's some cool, there's a lot of cool stuff happening in it. And I just, I don't know. It's not really exciting, I guess. Okay. Yeah, they look like they would be exciting. So I guess I'm a little disappointed to hear that. I still want to try them, at least the first one, to see what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, Inglorious, I I remember, again, kind of enjoying it, not hating it. I definitely want to rewatch it. And then I do want to rewatch Pulp Fiction because I think I actually liked that one. Um, yeah, I need to see that. But I, it, it's, there's, it's long, so I know there's definitely slow parts. But it, I think it's pretty enjoyable. It's a little weird. And then I think he did... I guess I should just look up his movies. And while I'm doing that, I will talk about um, Hateful Eight because I did. Um, Saw that in theaters, right? No, no, no. Almost did. And I heard it was three hours long and awful. So, like, skipped doing that. Um, and anyway, I think I watched. I ended I, for some reason, had got it on, like, DVD. I think maybe I found it somewhere for cheap or I just, like, was, you know, I you know the way I used to buy movies. I just was like, hey, that's a movie. And. I bought it, and so um, I, I just broke down and watched it one morning. I had like a Sunday where I just like woke up early and I had nothing to do, so I just put on the Hateful Eight and started watching it. And um, I don't know, it's got decent ratings here on IMDb, but it's a two-hour, forty-eight-minute movie. It's so long that they have it on Netflix now, and the movie's divided into four chapters. And so Netflix literally has it divided into those four chapters. Like you, really? Yeah, it's technically not one one single movie for two hours and 48 minutes. It's like, it has it labeled as a season and it's got the four chapters of the movie as episode one, two, three, and four, basically. Wow. Um, because I mean, they're pretty long chapters. Like it's a slow movie. And honestly, like there's some excitement to it, some decent acting, like the story is kind of interesting. It's just way too long and it's all in one room. Like, I mean, you could, I don't know to me, they could cut 48 minutes out of this movie. It's just too much, uh, too much hanging around, too much random conversation that really doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. It's just a lot of witty and old timey conversation, a lot of racism, obviously, because it's like the 1800s in Wyoming and Sam Jackson's in the movie. So he's, you know, I'm, I, if I remember correctly, you know, constantly referred to as like the N word and he's a bounty hunter. So they're like basically talking trash on him about being like a basically a killer and a black guy. I don't know. Like it's, mm. it's just, a, it's just an eh movie. Like, I don't know. Like I, I don't know how to describe it. I guess Tarantino has that effect where like, he can keep you interested to where you like, I don't know. I don't, this might not be true for everybody, but for me, at least it keeps me interested to where like, I'll finish the movie and I won't hate it, but I definitely like, I've never just like loved it, but it's so hard not to, you know, it's hard to hate it because like the cast is so good and there's always some good parts. Like there's always interesting parts. Like he's yeah. obviously a well-known director for something. He's not putting nine horrible movies out that everybody hates. Otherwise he wouldn't be who he is. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's elements of it that are good. It's just most of them are too long is my, my complaint. Yeah. I've never, I've never uh, seen Reservoir Dogs either. I didn't realize he directed that one, but that one's That's what great. I was looking up. Yep. That's what I was going to look up because I thought that's what he had directed because I'd seen that. I have that on DVD as well. And that one's pretty good. And most of it's good because it's, again, it's a Tarantino movie and it's not three hours long, though. Yeah. But it takes place in one room. Yeah. I've always, does. I've never really been a fan of that, to be honest with you. I'm not. Um, But I'll definitely give it a shot because <laughs> it, it's probably, it's probably great, you know. Yeah. 
No, no. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, like like Reservoir Dogs, is solid. Uh, but but you wouldn't put it up there with Godfather and Goodfellas and stuff. Oh, oh, God, no. (laughs) Um, and and a lot of it is um, nice guys. No, yeah, definitely not. Uh, a lot of it's hindered by the one room thing. Like the one room thing is kind of a factor because I I think when I saw that movie, I hadn't seen Hateful Eight yet, so I wasn't prepared for that either. So I was just like, man, like this is, you know, a lot happening in one room. So. Um, he's he's the director, right? Like that's yeah. his role. Like if I wanted to see these nine movies, I'd need to go under his directing credits. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's. But that's the thing about like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like that gets me excited is it doesn't really look like the rest of his movies. Like it looks a lot more like high energy and like ridiculous shit happening and like kind of like funny, honestly and. Not as dark, I guess. You know, it, it just looks a lot more lighthearted. But I mean, it's still messed up, obviously, because it's supposedly ties in the Manson murders. I mean, that's like my big takeaway from the trailer is like I'm more excited for this movie. Um, I'm still like I'm still not 100 percent sure if I'll see it in theaters, uh, but I'm more I'm closer to seeing it than I was after the first trailer, um, just because we get more of Leo and Brad Pitt acting and. They look funny together, and they look great. And there's Margot Robbie in there too, and like I don't know, just it looks it looks like it's coming together a lot better. It just, you know, I don't know. It just, um, I, I like from the trailer, I still don't know what the movie's about. Like I don't understand what's going on. Okay, so my I, I could be way wrong, and my interpretation might be so simplistic that it doesn't really explain anything for you. But my interpretation is. Uh, Leo DiCaprio is big time actor in Hollywood. Brad Pitt's a stunt double. They're like, you know, it's kind of, and this is kind of what reminds me of Boogie Nights is because of the era, the era, like the clothes and the people. And then like the way that to me, the story unfolds. So like basically to me, Leo DiCaprio is like Dirk Diggler and, you know, Brad Pitt's like John C. Riley, like from Boogie Nights. And so like they're buddies and they're like in the business together. They're killing it. They're big stars. And then, you know, they get old and they're irrelevant and they're just like, I guess, pissed about it, trying to figure out what to do with their lives. Uh, it seems like Brad Pitt might be handling it better than Leo or Brad Pitt's maybe on the wild side and kind of venturing out. And it looks like somewhere along the way, um, one of them is either neighbors or stumbles upon Charles Manson. And he's like that crazy looking guy and they call him Charlie. And one of them stumbles upon him and it looks like one of them or both of them maybe get influenced into Manson's cult because they are lost in need direction. And Manson, I guess is like a psycho influential person. Hmm. And I'm assuming one of them or both of them get influenced. They join the cult and it eventually leads to Margot Robbie's murder and maybe somebody else or other people in Hollywood because Manson has some kind of problem with them. And I feel like Leo's problem is going to be directly related to how they're hot shit now. And he's not hot shit anymore. And, Hmm. um, that that's kind of my take on it. That's that's what I'm gathering. Hmm. Now I don't know how far it'll go. I don't know if it stops, like if it just shows them joining the cult and if it quits, or if it shows them if it shows the cult committing murders. Like I don't know how active Charles Manson is in the movie because the guy looks crazy, but I don't know who that actor is, and I don't even know. Whenever they did that whole like cast of actors, they didn't ca- they didn't like show you the the name for that guy, hmm. the guy playing Manson, from what I could tell. Hmm. So. That was gonna, yeah. Anyway, what do that, you think of that? that? I mean, yeah, that clears it up a little bit. I just, I, I'm still, I 
guess a little bit confused about how it all, like, just from the trailer, it didn't look like it tied into the Manson murders at all, really, except for, uh, you know, Margot Robbie's playing Tate, who gets, like, you know, murdered, but uh, I, like, I wouldn't know that if I didn't, you know, know, know something, like, behind it, you know, and they never really talk about it or anything, you know. Yeah, and like I said, maybe it, maybe it leads up to everything it's got huge ratings right now like i don't get this when does it come out august. july 26th oh does it that's what it says on here mm-hmm. july 26th um but i mean it's only got a few ratings in because if it's that far away most people haven't oh, reviewed it yet that, i bet that's the actor yep if oh. i had to guess i think um i think i said it uh, whenever we talked about this movie on whatever episode it was um, I said, oh, hey, um, James Marsden's in this movie. And I was like, I like him, but I can't think of what he's in besides 27 Gresses. And I know that's not what I like him from. <laughs> and like, I feel like he's playing Manson because he he kind of looks goofy like that. So they probably just did his makeup weird to make him look like Manson because they don't have it listed. I don't think they have any of these actors listed as Manson. No, they don't. Or, Ch- or Charlie. Everybody's either not listed as a name or they have their name already. And it's not Charlie or Charles. So, I guess my guess is it's going to be James uh, James Marsden or whatever playing from uh, playing Charles Manson. He's from X Men. That was the other thing. Yeah, I think we looked it up last time when I said that. I was like, yeah, he's from X Men. But I feel like there's still something else in there. Maybe it's Twenty Seven Dresses. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe he's he's good in that movie. It's just I, I kind of hate it. But uh, the other Tarantino movie that I've seen uh, was Jackie Brown, and it is a crime drama thriller. It's two and a half hours long. And honestly, I remember watching it and I don't remember anything about the movie. Like, <laughs> Great. Let's talk all. about it. Yeah. So here's my thoughts on this movie. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> so on the poster, it says six players on the trail of half a million in cash. There's only one question. Who's playing who? OK, so I kind of, that kind of helps me remember it. And then the description on IMDb is a middle aged woman finds herself in the middle of a huge conflict that will either make her a profit or cost her life. So, yeah, I guess because everybody's hot on this money and it's just a bunch of people crossing each other. It's a pretty long movie. Uh, Sam Jackson, Robert Forrester, who looks familiar, Bridget Fonda, who looks in that name sounds familiar, Michael Keaton, Robert De Niro, uh, Chris Tucker. Wow, Chris Tucker. Yeah. uh, So, like, it's a pretty interesting movie, but it's just another one. A little long, a little slow from (laughs) what I remember. Seems to be the theme. Uh, yeah, I don't think, like, it's not as, like, Pulp Fiction's the same length, two and a, about two and a half hours, and Pulp Fiction doesn't have, have that problem as bad as, like, Jackie Brown does, and then Reservoir Dogs is pretty good, but it's definitely plagued by the one-room thing, and so then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I, I'm excited, it looks interesting, um, but again, I'm just, uh, I don't, I don't even know what Tarantino movie is my favorite of all of these. And I, I feel like I'm kind of like lukewarm on all of them. I'd give them probably all like a decent to mad decent. Hmm. I don't know if I'd consider any of them Fuego, except maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood once we see it. Hmm. Do you give any of them a Fuego? I mean, how, how do no, you? no. Uh, I, I'd give him Glorious Bastards a mad decent for sure. Um, but I mean, I, I even, even that movie I really like. Sin City. He, he does Sin City. Did he direct that movie? Yeah, it says got him listed here as director. It even says it on the poster. That's what I meant to say earlier. What do you think of Sin City? Sin City's well, Sin City's <laughs> it's got about uh, the same it's got about the same problem. You know, you could cut about forty five minutes out of that movie. The two hour movie. 
Yeah, I know. But it, <laughs> it, but it's literally like it, it it talks about a bunch of different stories, and um, one of them's got Elijah Wood, which isn't very good. Um, but the one with Bruce Willis is great, and uh, the one with Mickey Rourke is great too. But like yeah, that's another movie where I, I like I like I really like parts of it, and then other parts of it I don't like at all. <laughs> yeah, because it is it is like just four or five random stories just put together. It's a very weird movie. And it's shot like a comic book. It's all black and white and like everything's super stylized. And then like only things that are important are colored. So like people's blood or like this girl has like really blonde hair and that's like the only thing that's colored. Yeah. I remember seeing it. It's definitely interesting. And I, I I didn't know how I felt about it before and after I watched it and I never did see the second one, but I think I own it. So (laughs) Someday I'll get around to that, but I don't think Tarantino did the second one based on what I'm seeing on his directing credits. I doubt it, yeah. I don't think that movie was very well received, the second one. Oh, definitely not. Um, definitely not. Do we have anything um, more on Once Upon a Time? Um, no, I mean, it's just a, just a trailer. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, if they come out with another, they'll probably come out with another trailer like right before it comes out. And if that one's even better, then I'll definitely go see it. Um, but as of right now, it'll be sort of like a game time decision sort of thing. Yeah. For me. Uh, yeah. I mean, based on what I'm shown on IMDb so far, I, I feel like I'm going to try to go see it in theaters. Um, I guess it just kind of depends on where I'm at once the movie comes out in theater. I mean, I feel like ideally I'll be in Houston, hopefully with a little free time here and there. So might be able to go see it at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing. If you go see it, then I'll probably go see it because then we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, ho- well yeah, I guess, yeah, hopefully we're in the same city, too, whenever that happens. Like, so we don't have to go see it separately. Yeah. Take the plunge together, sneak in some notepads, take some bath. <laughs> Some proper notes. Taking notes. Taking notes. Uh, so let's see. What else has been happening? I've been watching a ton of Seinfeld lately, uh, <laughs> Amble and I. Uh, we've basically gone – I feel like I, I just picked it up in the middle of like season, I don't know, four or five, and we're at the beginning of season eight right now. And nice. we don't even watch TV that much. So like we're watching quite a bit of Seinfeld. We pretty much just like put it on at night, and like it just runs until we go to bed basically. Nice. That's the way to do so, it. Yeah, great show. Uh, I've been quoting that a lot lately. <laughs> got my speakers fixed so I can boom down the street. You want to talk about the weather, right? Get the bitches wet. Um, yeah, speaking of wet, the weather has been super interesting lately. So in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, greater Oklahoma area, maybe even leaking into Arkansas, we've had, you know, tornadoes and rain. And, you know, apparently it's just part of the season, you know, it's, it's tornado season and I, I don't, I don't get it. Everyone lives here and like, they act like it's no big deal. And then when it's happening, it's like the biggest deal ever. So like it's tornado season, but I've never seen a tornado. Tornadoes are lame. Weather's lame. Blah, blah, blah. And then like the second the tornadoes start coming, everyone's like, oh my God, we're going to have to bunker here and I'm going to have to take photos and we're all going to go outside and look. Oh my God, the weather, 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 weather. And then whenever like, you know, like it clears up a little bit, they're like, oh man, thank God it cleared up. That weather, there was like a tornado 25 miles within my house. I mean, almost died, you know, and 
just uh, it's just nonstop weather conversation. And, and like even the the young kids at the office, like the twenty year olds, are like, "Oh, tornadoes! Oh my god!" and weather, weather, and it's been it's been insane. It's a great measuring stick of how little you have to talk, like how how little you have in common with someone when they bring up something like that as often as that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's fine. I mean, it's you know, it's the office. I mean, but still, I, I just I just get sick of it, and you know, because it's like, well, what are we gonna do? Like, they're making us come to work anyway. Like, you know, it's like, hey, like, there's tornadoes, but make sure you come in. We're nine thirty, right? You know, we're not. Don't be late. And so we have to work anyway. Uh, you know, nothing's happening. The power has not gone out yet. We've still had internet. We're still having to call people and work and do all that. And, um, I don't know. Just, I, I get tired of hearing about it. Like it's, they just keep talking about it. And I just want to be like, you know, it's, it's not going anywhere. Like it's just going to keep happening. You know, we haven't died. Oh, that was that's what I was trying to get at. Is they keep talking to me and Kyle like we're stupid and we don't know like what to do about weather. Listen, yeah. when there's a tornado, you want to get like an umbrella yeah. and you just want to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure you hold it. Make sure you hold the the umbrella with the pan. You know, the panned outside to protect your head. You want to hold the stick part of it and you know elevate it above your head. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, they just talk to us like we don't know what we're doing. They're like, have you guys ever seen? You know, weather like this. Have you ever seen this much rain? It's like, yeah, like we lived in fucking Houston, like <laughs> Harvey, like pick a hurricane. Like we we had overflow from Katrina, like pick one. Like we know what's happening. Like we don't care. Like we're going to guess what we're going to do. We're going to do the same thing we do when it's sunny. We're going to stay inside and work like what difference does it make? I don't know. I just get sick of it. So yeah, a, lot, a lot of weather, a lot of weather lately. Oh man, dude, I'm I'm really upset that I'm missing that. That's some good stuff right there. <laughs> I mean, not really. Yeah, that sounds I, terrible. But like, it, was, it was really bad. It was mostly bad on Saturday. You know, Saturday was kind of scary because, um, you know, because I guess there was tornadoes everywhere, and they were in the direction of which we had to drive vehicles for weddings. You know, I guess not me. I got lucky, but like Gamble and. Uh, one of the other guys I was talking about off air, you know, they just, they basically had to drive through like shit, like literally apparently at one, like they had the Google map images. Mm-hmm. Apparently this kid had a tornado on both sides of him and he was like just driving like between them and like they were, and he was like basically in their like danger zone. Like there's like the eye of the tornado and then there's like, it's like surrounding like danger zone. He was like in the midst of that at several points during his drive. So like, honestly, if I were him, I would have been fitting my pants and contemplating quitting the job. But like, um, well, that's I mean, other, other, well, yeah, I mean, honestly, dude, like I was kind of nervous driving to my show and I was driving away from the storm. So like, I could not imagine driving in it and towards it and through it. So like, you know, and it's like, but we can't, we, we guarantee our service. Like we have to be there. And these people, I guess, are there. They're not canceling their wedding. Apparently they all drove to it, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that was probably like the scariest part. And that's when it was interesting. And now at this point, it's just very boring and very tedious because it's just all anyone can talk about at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that wraps up the, uh, the weekend weather update. Uh, by O'Reilly. Uh, what, a, what a great segment. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, well, you got any? Well, what's going on with your weather? You know, is it still dusty and windy out there? I'm not know? talking about the damn weather. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we're fascinated to know about it. Well, um, I know a lot of people have been tweeting about, like, what's your weather like? We're always hearing about Tulsa weather, but... <laughs> what's your weather pronouns? Yeah, what's your weather Yeah, pronouns for sure? Like, how do you identify your weather? You know, are you, like, <laughs> understorm? Are you precipitation? Is it rain? Like, you know, what, what's, what, what are you going with, you know? Of course. Um... Scattered showers, you know, so there's a lot... A lot of gender pronouns there for weather, so... Well, before I blow my brains out with all this weather talk, you wanna <laughs> you wanna talk about uh, the NBA a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Let's get to the man part of the show. Crack a beer, <laughs> talking about sports. Uh, I was watching this episode of Friends Day, and he's like, he's at like that uh, drag queen show, and yeah. like the the like the lady man, whatever, comes up to him, and is like. Yeah, what do you have? And he's like, I'll have a beer. And like slams the table. And she's like, yeah, I got it. You're straight. <laughs> I do love that part. That is, that is definitely a good good reference. I and that's a, I feel like that's like one of the not I maybe not specifically the episode, but like that set of episodes in that season is like some of the stuff I've seen the least. I don't know. Like it's, I feel like when I've watched all the Nick at Nun Nick at Night reruns, like I very rarely get to see that set of episodes. Yeah, it's at like the very end of one of the last or close to the last season. So yeah, because Monica and him are like really deep at that point. So yeah, it's like season seven or eight. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, they're like talking and shit and like having a relationship and. Oh god, dude! Basically, turns into a horror show at that point. Yeah, because that's when like she, her, Monica and Lily to me do the same thing. Like their characters, like just Lily off of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, like okay, they sorry. get better for a little bit. Like at first they're kind of whatever, and then they get better. They get a little hotter. Stuff happens, and then like by the three quarters to the end of the show, I just hate their guts. Like they're like I can't stand them. Like I think like by the end of it, like Monica becomes my Phoebe, and same with Lily. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see. What are we talking about? We're talking about sports, though. Let's let's talk about man stuff here. Sports. Sports. So, oh, actually, some. Oh, I got a, I got a phone call. Who could be calling me at this hour? Probably. Oh my God, Mom, I'm trying to record. <laughs> God, she loves me so much. It's annoying. So, on sports, though, what, what have you, what did you think of um, the Western Conference? Yeah, let's talk about the Western Conference first because I'm so happy about it. But I want to hear what you think about it. Um. Well, I'm not happy at all about it. I hope you're being sarcastic. No, um, I am not being sarcastic. I am on. This is the result that I predicted. Well, I didn't really predict it. I gave Portland a game. Yeah, you said so, gentleman sweep. I said gentleman sweep. So I didn't predict it, but I just didn't feel comfortable saying flat out sweep. And sure enough, Portland had significant leads in two or three of those games. Took them into overtime in one of the games. So my theory of gentleman sweep was about as close as it could get without being, you know, correct. So mm -hmm. like, why are you so happy about it? Because I want people to suck a dick and, like, realize that the Warriors are still good without KD. If anything, they're potentially better. And that the uh, Rockets didn't choke. Like, this proves that the Rockets are still – I mean, I, I guess it doesn't just because the Clippers also took them six games. But I talked about that as well. The Clippers, again, just – I mean, KD was healthy. They were running through KD, and they were shutting like, – not really shutting them down, but they were just giving them so much attention. Yeah. Like, I don't know. To where, like, the Warriors just weren't playing their style of basketball. Like, if the Warriors were playing without KD against the Clippers, I could see them gentlemen sweeping or sweeping them. But for some reason, the way they played against the Clippers, the way they played against them, and the way they used KD, 
Like that caused them to lose a couple of games and they lost those games at home, which is even crazier. But I don't know. To me, like Portland getting swept and I think Denver probably would have been swept or gentlemen swept as well. Mm-hmm. Just proves that like none of these teams are that good and that the war like the Rockets are that good and that the Warriors are even better and like they're just freaking unstoppable and that people can just shut the hell up. Like I was so I hated all those tweets and like all that all that media coverage of the Rockets choking and oh it was bullshit and you know the Warriors oh man nobody like you know this is the time to beat the Warriors is without KD it's like no they're still good like they still have an MVP and then two uh, other All Stars yes and I don't even know if it's actually helps just because you know like kind of like you say all the time first take is just they're just on the next thing like they oh, they yeah. don't they rarely backtrack and go hey. Maybe the Rockets aren't so bad because the Blazers got swept. No, they're just like, the Warriors are the best. The Blazers suck. You know, and they're like, they're not talking about their previous, like, wrong predictions. But uh, All right, well, I guess on that basis, I agree with you. I'm, I'm glad in that sense. Uh, I am disappointed to see the Warriors go again. Of course. And just in general, unless the Rockets are playing, unless the Rockets are playing, I really just never want to see a sweep. Just I like I'd like to see some competitive basketball. Like I was really, we'll get to it in a minute, but I'm going for the Bucks um, because I like that. You know, I I root for the Packers, and you know, so I'm I'm, I got a little bit of stay there in Wisconsin. Not like a hardcore fan or anything, but I definitely go for the Bucks. I like Giannis just on his own, but I you know they were up 2-0, and I was still I was still. You know, come on, Raptors, win a game or two. Like, I want, I wanted there to be a series about it. You know, like I want the Bucks to win over there overall. But you know, I just don't want to sweep in the conference finals. You know, it's just it's like, eh. You know, so I just, I, I was, I was very disappointed in the Blazers, and I was talking to Jacob about it, or I was, uh, like, Jacob sends me like all these like uh, memes and stuff mm-hmm. on Instagram, and he was saying like how they blew. It's a great point. They blew like three 15-point leads in a row. So, like, you know, they kind of – the Blazers kind of brought this on themselves. Yeah, uh, and I think one of the guys on NBA TV just kind of brought up the point that, you know, now without KD, they're playing like the old Warriors. And the old the old Warriors were notorious for, um, you know, just kind of having a, a so-so start in the first half. Or, I mean, like – okay, so basically to me, like the old Warriors, like before KD, they either blew teams out from the very beginning, like first quarter. Mm-hmm. Or they like sucked the first half and blew them out in the third quarter and by the end of the game, mm-hmm. and that's essentially what they did. You know, all of those games against the Blazers, they like just kind of did whatever in the first half, let the Blazers, you know, make all their shots in the first half and locked them up the second half, and they couldn't, you know, hit the broadside of a barn. So, um, and then obviously the Warriors got hot because they're making the Blazers miss and they're getting out in transition and getting all the shots that they want and setting all the screens and, you know, steps crossing everybody over and they just look like the old warriors and they swept them. So like, I kind of, I like, I like you said, I mean, cause I agree with what you said. I would prefer a competitive series. I would like to, if I'm going to sit down and watch the game, I'd like to not know who's going to win and there'd be excitement and it'd be back and forth and all that. But if, if this, like if for any reason it didn't go, cause I, I knew, you know, nobody predicted the blazers to win this series. And if they did like, sorry about you, but uh, I don't know. To me, the only two things I wanted from this series is either a seven-game series where it's a dogfight or a sweep, and that's, I mean, you know, that's what happened. Because I, I just, 
Because if they if they went six games, if they went five or six games with him, then it just kind of makes it okay. And uh, you know, if they went seven games, it's epic. If they get swept, it's also epic and just proves what I was saying earlier. Hmm. So who do you, do you think that anyone's got a shot out of the like? Based on what you've seen so far, let's assume Kevin Durant doesn't play because he probably doesn't because he's torn his Achilles. Um, oh, now what they said is a calf, and now it's an Achilles. No, they have not said that, but that's what it is. What do you? Oh, they haven't said it because they're protecting him. Basically, they don't want to. They don't want to show their hand. Oh, wow! There's been, a, there's been a lot of speculation on like just the way he was injured and the way it looked like he uh, had. You know, you, you get the sensation of you got kicked in the back of your leg, and that's what it looked like for him, and just the way. You know, you know, calf strain. That's kind of, you know, that's kind of serious. But you figure he would still try to play in some of these games, even in limited minutes. So like, there's just a lot of anal- like analyzing that he is done for the season, um, for all intents and purposes. Like, you know, it, it maybe if there's a game seven in the finals, but even then, I don't know. Hmm. So he's probably. See, I hadn't even thought about that. I hadn't even thought about that angle of it. I was thinking that maybe they were just sitting him out because they're like, hey, we play better without him and he's going to leave anyway and we don't like him, so just <laughs> let him rest. I didn't I didn't even think about the fact that they're saying it's a calf injury, but it's not, and they're just trying to protect him and protect themselves. That way he can get signed in free agency, or I guess what what is the what is the Warriors' benefit by them protecting him? Um, basically, I would guess that if you're just not um – if you're not like forcing him to play or anything like that, um, he's not going to resent you as much, and maybe he'll stay. Because at this point, that's all they really want out of him is him him to stay. I mean, they're not going to. He's a free agent, so they're not going to get anything trade value wise or anything like that. You know. Yeah, well, it's just kind of weird. Like, I guess, and I guess I I get that point. Like, yeah, why would they not want him to stay? But. At the same time, like, I don't know, I feel like the team's had such, like, because yeah, if he leaves, they get nothing out of it, but, um, I don't know, the team's had, like, such chemistry issues, apparently, and all this stuff we don't know about, and all this stuff happening between, you know, behind closed doors, and, um, you know, it's a guaranteed thing that he's leaving, and this and that, like, it's almost like, is it worth keeping him if nobody wants him there? Besides the ownership, like, obviously ownership doesn't care, but, like, I guess players... Yeah, I that that I don't know that, that well you know Clay Thompson his decision also probably plays Perfect. into that some way because um, I don't think him and I don't think Kevin Durant and Curry have an issue I think it's like Draymond and KD KD and I think that they would just be like well we'll see you later Draymond like I don't I know there's like loyalty and all this other stuff but I just I really you know, I think they'd probably just bite that bullet and get rid of him and trade him for something else, or you know, let him go, especially to save some cap space. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I think they're I still don't... trying to make it work somehow. You know, I can see that, and I, I feel like this offseason is going to be fascinating then to just see just the Warriors in general, just to see what happens to them. Hopefully, something significant happens, like in a good way for the rest of the league. Like I hope that. The Warriors don't somehow pull off a miracle and get everybody re-signed or whatever, you know, or somehow get better. They like trade Draymond for Anthony Davis or something stupid. <laughs> but I was gonna say like, what if like Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, 
and like Anthony Davis and like Kyrie Irving, Irving all go to the Knicks. So like they're basically just a new Warriors in the East. <laughs> I would just sell out and be a Knicks fan until they won, and then whenever they won the championship, then I'd hate them. After that, like if they, their first ring, I'll be happy for them. After that, I'll hate them. Well, at least you're honest. Yeah, uh, I guess that would be insane. Uh, I don't, I don't see it happening. No, that's a ridiculous thing. I, like I, that's I, absolutely bonkers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's not that far-fetched. Like, it could happen, except for maybe Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, like, if KD leaves, I don't think Clay would leave. Or if Clay leaves, there's a better chance KD stays. Or maybe yeah, they both person. leave, which would be ideal for me, is if they if they both left and went to different teams. If they went to the same team, depending on the team, I'd be excited about it. Like, if they both went to the Knicks with Kyrie, I'd be a, I'd be a Knicks fan, for sure. <laughs> Like, no doubt, I'd get all three of their jerseys. I don't care. But I, uh, I, I'm i interested to see what happens with the Warriors, like we just said. And then I'm interested to see what happens with Anthony Davis because, like, the Pelicans are, like, being pretty, like, dickish about it. But, like, it's a smart dickish. Like, yeah. it's – like, they're just going to be like, hey, man, like, this guy wants out of here. And, like, everybody wants him or, like, people are, you know, everybody wants to have him. They'd, they'd rather have him than not have him. But it's like, what are you going to give up for him? You know, if he's not going to play for us, because they're still trying to convince him to stay and play. And they got Zion now. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's this beef or what's this rumor that he might go back to Duke? Is that true or is that finally blown over? No, that's just a, I mean, that's just a rumor. I don't think there's any, like, any. I don't know. Any, uh... I got an ESPN update about it. I just never read it. I think it's all just like exaggeration. That would be wild, though. Like if he was just like, "Screw that! I'm not playing for New Orleans." Like, <laughs> yeah. Like for some reason, it said, "Could Zion snub the Pelicans and go for his second year at Duke?" And it's like, but why? Like I understand not wanting to play for the Pelicans, but why? Take that money. Take the money. Yeah. Why go back to Duke? You're not even gonna graduate. Like, so what is? What's the point? Yeah. And if you do want to graduate, you can still be in the NBA and graduate. Like, you don't need to play college basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. I'm, I'm hoping it was just a crazy rumor. And, you know, maybe he doesn't end up playing for the Pelicans. But, I mean, if he doesn't go to the NBA, like, if he decides to go back to Duke, I mean, to me, that is super bonkers. But Well, that's another uh, thing is they haven't even taken him yet. So maybe he's just trying to say that so they're like, well, screw that. We'll take R.J. Barrett or someone, you know. Yeah, maybe, but, like, I don't know. Like, what difference does it make? Like, what's so wrong with the Pelicans that's, you know, what's better about any of these other teams that have top picks? Uh, he, I think he just wanted to go to the Knicks because it's New York, and they're probably going to be good this next season. Like, they're going to immediately be good, whereas but the he's Knicks probably going to have to... What pick are the Knicks? Aren't they, like, six? No, but, like, he wanted, you know, the odds were in the favor of the Knicks getting the pick. Of course. No, of course. I understand that. So they would have gotten the pick, and then they would have taken him, and there's all this hoopla about, you know, Stephen A. Smith is saying, you know, he's heard from sources that it's like a 95% sure that Kyrie and Kevin Durant are going to go to New York after the season. So, like, you got Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Zion Williams all on one team. I mean, you you can succeed immediately and be in the limelight and all that stuff, you know, be successful and not have to suck, you know, for – probably two or three years until the Pelicans either get good or he gets out of that deal. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, just go to the NBA. Like, I, I don't get it. But <laughs> the other thing, too, is what pick What pick are the Knicks? Fourth. Like, I just they are fourth. Yeah, I just don't see them slipping to fourth. I mean, but I get what you're saying. Obviously, theoretically, the, th- the Knicks should have got the number one pick. They would have drafted him. Um, yada, yada. But uh, that didn't which happen. Is, I guess. Which is crazy when you think about it. The fourth pick. So, like. Zion, RJ Barrett, Barrett, like they're all going to be gone by the time the Knicks get get to pick. Like all the top prospects, like the upper echelon. Yeah, yeah, the Knicks are probably just, I mean, that's the thing. Like obviously we've seen great players, you know, picked in the top ten. Like a lot of guys that are just, you know, anywhere in the top ten and they're not like the first or second that are turn out to be some of the best players we've ever had. Um, But for some reason, this draft class kind of seems that way. It seems like the only three people, people, the only three draftees that people care about are Zion, RJ Barrett, and then John Moran, Moran or whatever his mm-hmm. name is. Yeah. And all three of them will be taken in the top three. And then, yeah, that leaves the Knicks with, I don't even know who, like, I don't even know who the next valuable exactly. prospect is. Yeah. There's so. just a big jump down. And they like, the thing is like, they all look like they you know, it's just a look, but they, they just all seem like they're going to be at least something in the NBA. You know, yeah. at the very least, like maybe, a, uh, you know, like a Carl Anthony Towns, like just a solid player that's drafted, you know, maybe not, yeah. maybe not a superstar, but they all seem like they're going to start and contribute. Yeah, they all do. And it, I think that John Moran or whatever is favored to go to the Grizzlies. And if he does, they're going to trade Mike Conley, which I think it would be interesting to see where they trade him to. And I think it, even though Mike Conley is like the leader in all time, like Grizzly stats or whatever, I think it'd be best for him to, you know, go yeah, somewhere they, else and maybe try to do something while he's still got a couple of years. Cause he's getting up there. Yeah. Age, like Marcus Hall. Yeah, definitely. Like Marcus Hall is doing something now, but he's, you know, are we going to talk about the East? Yeah. Let's talk about the East. Uh, Marcus Hall, uh, and it was funny, like, I was watching game two, and he, game two and three of the series, and, like, I was just, like, he's just falling off so greatly. Like, he used to be so dominant, and, like, he just looks so uh, hobbled, I guess. Like, it just looks like he's, you know, very close to hurting his back or something, you know. It just looks like he's a little too old. And it's a shame, because he played with that Memphis team for so long, and he had to play in the West. Like, if he had just played on you know the Raptors team or just anywhere in the east on a solid squad like he could have probably gone to the finals or something so well, yeah, I kind of feel I kind of feel bad for him just because timing isn't wasn't really on his side but then you know he plays a great game four and you know it, you know he's but he's he's a completely different player now you know he's making like perimeter shots and he's not as aggressive and he's not like the ball handler and main uh, or one of the main scoring options yeah but, yeah, he I mean, was dominant with the Grizzlies, and a lot of it, you know, they had a lot of epic first-round battles with the Spurs and Thunder, and just they had a lot of, you know, considering they're not that good a team, like him and Conley, like, made them, you know, a a playoff team, and, like, he used to dominate inside and out. He's always had a nice little shot, but he used to have a better post-presence, definitely, like, be more aggressive, and definitely, like you said, used to handle the ball, make plays, make passes, and now he just kind of stands at the perimeter and moves the ball around, kind of like Draymond does for the Warriors, but he does it a lot slower. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Mark does, does it a lot slower. And, yeah, every now and then hits a shot when he's, like, wide open. Like, I don't know, sometimes he'll, like, take forever to shoot it. Like, he'll just <laughs> sit there and go, oh, i got to pass it to somebody. And it's like, dude, you're open for, like, five seconds. Like, just shoot it. Yeah, and his brother's but, on the other team, too. And he got he's what? out for the season. 
Powell's on the Bucks. Yeah, but he's out for the season. Like he, I think he. I thought he retired at this point. I didn't even think he was still playing. Yeah, he was playing for the Spurs, and he got traded to the Bucks. And or no, might have been. Um, Ooh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say sign and trade, but uh, released. Yeah, I think he was released and then picked up oh, by the Bucks. And I think a, me- a month later, he was <laughs> he like was out for the season. So he's on their bench somewhere. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, good for him. I mean, I I thought he was done. I can't believe he's still playing. And Mark's, you know, obviously getting up there too. And yeah, I like you said, if he went to, if he was on any other team sooner, like a better Western Conference team or any decent Eastern Conference team, yeah, he probably would have. I don't know. He'd just be more well known. Probably just have a better career, have more playoff appearances. Um, you know, again, like you said, maybe be in the finals at some point or be in the Eastern Conference Finals more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's a shame, uh, and I don't know. He still got paid good money. I mean, he was, you know, the only star in Memphis. So I mean, it's, he didn't maybe get the playoff glory, but he's definitely got like the fame and attention from a city. You know, a ton of jersey sales, and probably you know some decent, some decent paychecks over the years. So mm-hmm. it's almost worth it to not get a ring. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, what do you think he's gonna win the series? Now see. What's been crazy is after the first two games, I just kind of lost interest in all exactly. of basketball because, um, you know, obviously the Warriors were sweeping the Blazers and then, you know, the Bucks dominated the first two games. So, like, basically after two games in each conference finals and I think maybe the Warriors Blazers had played another one at this point and they won that third one. I just kind of stopped watching basically after the first two games of both series because the Rockets aren't in it and I just assumed both of them were going to be a sweep the way it was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not a sweep on the Eastern Conference side, but I was just, I kind of lost interest because yeah. I was like, eh. I was like, if the Raptors win game three, maybe I'll start watching again. And I think I wasn't able to watch game four because of like, you know, bad scheduling. Like I just wasn't able to watch the game or we watched like the like third, like the middle of the third quarter to the end of the game, and at that point the Raptors were already dominating, and they just stayed dominating. So yeah, um, so I really don't know what's going to happen at this point because basically, I, I would say the Bucks still win it because the Bucks kept yeah. it close in Game Three, and Giannis had a horrible game. So and then they all had a horrible game. And he fouled out, and they four. still barely won in overtime. Yeah, so. I would say I'm still favoring the Bucks, but I'm definitely like pleasantly surprised that Toronto was able to defend home court because now it's, you know, basically 0-0 with a three-game series. So like it makes it it makes it an interesting game 5 is going to be a big deal. I I'm going to take the generic bet and I think whoever wins game 5 will win the series. Yeah. Um so I think it'll be 7 and it'll be the Bucks. I think Yeah. I think I just think they're too good. Um we've had this discussion many times like a lot of people don't think there's a team except for Giannis, but Giannis doesn't play every single minute. Like they have, they have sets and like rotations out there without him out on the floor for you know five six minutes at a time, and they do fine. You know they spread the floor out, they shoot the three, like they like you know they cut and pass all the time. Like they do a good job. Like um, and they just have like a really solid deep team. Like there's no like stars really, like Bledsoe. You know there's really there's just really no one like sticking out. Um, on the Bucks, but like they just have such a solid squad, and they have home court advantage, and like Giannis is has the potential potential to just go off, and that's pretty much when it's over. Um, and I just don't think the Raptors are like deep enough. I guess I think that like they all have to play super well, so I just think that they're gonna you know win on their home court one more time, and then I think in the seventh game, I think it'll be 
It'll be the Bucks. They actually win. Um, but uh, I don't know if you saw, but like Ka- Kawhi like dunked on Giannis. It was like really awesome. See, that's the other thing. I, I feel. I feel, I'm having a hard time like giving a more like specific opinion on what I think will happen in the series just because I haven't watched enough of the series itself. Like I haven't really watched any of the games. Like the most I've watched is, you know, like I said, third quarter to the end of the game of game four. So like I, I've pretty much missed the first three games. So I have a hard time just kind of forming an opinion on what I think will happen just because I don't know what's going on with Giannis. And I know that he's obviously the biggest part of their team, but they really do have a squad and just looking at the stat line, like the fact that they kept it close game three to me says that they're going to win the series. But at the same time, like I, the more I've watched the Raptors play, like I didn't realize how deep they were. Like they honestly are a pretty deep team considering you only run with like eight guys during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They have a solid eight guys. Um, and Danny Green and Kawhi Leonard are great defenders. To me, the, the Raptors biggest thing is, is, you know, are Siakam, Gasol, and Lowry going to show up? Mostly Lowry. To me, he has, like, the most weight on his shoulders. Yeah, um, and he's hurt, those too. those three guys, but to me, what did he hurt? He hurt his hand. He has to, he's wearing, like, a special glove and everything, like, before so he's and still after. playing. Yeah, he's wearing it, like, when he's not on the court. But, yeah, he's apparently hurt his hand, and Kawhi's hurt his, like, knee. He's, like, hobbling all over, over the place. So I just think, like, between those two injuries, it's not going to be enough. Like, it's just... It's just too much to overcome. Even though Kawhi, I think, is like a beast, and he's, I think, he carries his team more than Giannis does. I think, I don't know, just the way he sort of he makes like big shots and he, like, controls the ball a lot more and is able to get to the free throw line and like clutch situations. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just think he like carries his team a little bit more than Giannis does because Giannis usually, he usually gets into the paint and then he'll attract a lot of attention and usually kick it out. And then sometimes they don't, and then he'll just, you know, he'll get an easy layup. Yeah. Giannis is definitely more of a, a distributor. Kawhi is definitely somebody that can like, I don't know. Like if you told Giannis, Hey, like go get us a bucket. And you told Kawhi, Hey, go get us a bucket. Like, you know, the game's about to end and we need it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'd almost rather trust Kawhi just cause he's a better shooter. Um, and you know, I guess I'm a little bit more savvy at getting to the free throw line, like you said. And, and um, Giannis, you know, if it's not in the if it's not in the paint or not wide open or an assist, you know, he good chance he's not going to make it. Um, yeah. So, does either team I, have a chance to beat the Warriors? Okay, so or is this already wrapped up? Is this already like they have won the championship? You know, uh, I mean, high, I could use hindsight after it's over and be like, yeah, it was over from the get go. We all knew the Warriors were going to win. But as of right now, like I'm going to be an optimist and say that it's not a done deal. Now, I didn't realize that Lowry and Leonard were so banged up. Um, so I think that kind of changes everything because I was going to say that either team has a chance to win their series and either team has a chance against the Warriors mm-hmm. because uh, to me they both are pretty deep and defend well and play a slower pace game and the Warriors don't want to play slow pace. So. I like both teams' chances. I like both teams' chances better than I liked the Blazers' chance, which I guess isn't saying a lot. But I almost like both teams' chances the same, if not better, than the Rockets' chances, mm-hmm. um, which is better than, again, the Blazers. Like it, It'll make for a better finals than what we have saw in the Western Conference finals, ideally. But I didn't realize the Raptors were so banged up like that. So I think that changes a lot. I think that kind of, t- unless they miraculously get healthy in these off days, I would say that, the Bucks will probably win then, possibly win in six, depending on the severity of the injuries. And um, 
go on to play the Warriors. And I, I think it if if it's like Bucks Warriors, like I think it'll be like we're both seem to be leaning towards the Bucks. Um, I, I'd say it's gonna be a six game series. I don't I don't think it'll be like a sweep or a gentleman sweep, but I just I don't see the Bucks taking it past six. Like I just I don't think anybody just estimates how good the Warriors are. But yeah. I'm hoping I'm wrong, you know. But it's just it's like Tom Brady. Like you have a hard time betting against them. Like every time you bet against them, everyone's like, "Dude, you're an idiot." They've been doing this every year. Like, why would you bet against them? Exactly. Yeah, I look like a so, jackass because I think I bet every time against them, and they 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 won the Super Bowl. So like, just look like a jackass. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I guess that's just the, like the definition of greatness. You know, they just never stop winning. And I and that's the other thing too. Maybe it's just us. Like, I feel like if I'm like, oh, the, it's a lock. The Warriors are gonna do it. Something crazy is gonna happen, and the Bucks are somehow gonna win. And it's gonna be like the 2016 Cavs championship. It's just gonna be the most epic thing ever. 2011 Mavericks. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be the most epic thing ever. It's you know, no one's ever gonna stop talking about it. And it's just gonna be one of those infamous championships. But like, if I were a betting man and I was forced to make a bet and put money on it, I would say Warriors, and I would say I'd give the Bucks the benefit of the doubt, give them six games. Mm. What do you think? I think that's accurate. Yeah, I can't. I can't really add anything to that because that's pretty much how I think it's going to go. I think it could even go five, honestly. Like I just, yeah. I think there's that much of a discrepancy between the two teams, especially because I think the Warriors have been sort of like lackadaisical at yeah. times, and I think that then now that they're just like we're four wins away from winning the championship again, like you know, there's really no excuse to be lazy anymore, and I just think they're playing so well together. And they kind of enjoy not having Kevin Durant out there, but you know, in, yeah. in the same breath, he could come back any second, and then they're even harder to guard. So yeah, that's kind of what I think. The biggest X factor, like if that's the finals, the biggest X factors are going to be Giannis and injuries, or like you know maybe suspensions if somebody gets a seventh technical. But like, it's going to be. It like you know who's gonna if if they can shut down Giannis they'll win no problem because to me I'm not worried about anybody else offensively on the Bucks. Oh yeah. Like granted they got a squad they got shooters but if they find a way to slow down Giannis and contest those shooters or at least you know contest some of them like yeah the Bucks to me have no chance because they're not gonna stop Curry Thompson slash the Warriors offense you know where Looney and Draymond get free dunks every so often so yeah. you know to me. To me, they're not going to stop that. So if the Warriors can slow down Giannis and everybody stays healthy on both teams, uh, to me, the Warriors walk away with it. The, the Bucks would either, again, Giannis would have to be amazing or like some kind of crazy or injury suspension would have to happen to the Warriors, which I, I don't want that. I mean, whenever it comes to, to things like that, I want everybody to be, you know, full strength and we just battle it out and whoever plays better wins. I don't, I don't like. Yeah injuries and outside factors being um, yes, being a thing yes yeah, yeah and, and it always creates these debates and these what ifs and mm-hmm. you know i'd just rather it be like hey both teams were healthy and you know this team lost you know they, the other team played better I'd, I'd rather it be like that so and if, if it is like that if everybody's healthy i'd say the warriors walk away no problem all right well you got anything we'll else to add um yeah uh, i was gonna do a rap review dope That's about it yep you have any rap? No, I don't. I don't listen to rap. rap. You kids and your <laughs> fancy <laughs> subwoofers. Uh, well, I like the that bass really rocks the windows on the house. Oh, we have to get new shingles or something. I don't know. Goodness. 
yeah, you kids and your hippity hop. So I had a couple of rap rap moments. So uh, the other night we had some people over. One of them, or two of them, are like in like literally like twenty or twenty. Like one of they're twenty one basically. Like they're younger, and um, one of them's an aspiring rapper. The other one is African American. So he. <laughs> He, I guess, knows the rap game. You know, he knows what he's talking about. He listens, listens to that stuff. So they're over here hanging out, and Homicide comes on mm. the shuffle, and uh, the the African American man, uh, uh, we'll call him Desmond. Uh, <laughs> he <laughs> he seemed to enjoy it. I don't remember what uh, the other guy, let's call him Tyson, thought of it, um, but. I can't remember if they both liked it, but basically Desmond was like, yo, like, this is good. Like, this goes hard, like, yada, yada. Like, yeah, it beats tough. You know, um, who, like, who is this? And I was like, oh, it's Logic and M. He's like, oh, because he's not like a huge M fan. Yeah. He's like, M's on this song? And I go, yeah. And then like, right, right there, it goes, Slim Shady. And like, you know, M jumps in and like does his verse. And um i guess he kept listening and then like today at work he started playing it on his phone he's like money you got me on this song man oh actually he calls me dollar dollar you got me on this song man this song right here and i was like what is it i can't hear it he goes it's homicide you know logic you know eminem you know he goes he just spits on the beat so hard he just these lyrics you know and i was like yeah man like i'm glad you finally recognized and he goes yeah i was just you know he just kept kind of going on about the, you know, the bars and the lyrics. And I was like, I know, like, you honestly, like, you need to listen to his other features. Like, honestly, like, a lot of his features, like, recently, he's just going hard and dropping a lot of lyrics. And I was like, honestly, my favorite one that I could think of, or, like, one of my favorite ones is Caterpillar. Hmm. I started trying to tell him about Caterpillar. And I was like, literally, he's got, like, a whole 16-bar verse about, like, pooping. And I was like, it's hilarious. It's epic. And I've already covered it on the show. And he was like... He's like, that sounds interesting. And I was like, it's insane. He's like, I was like, I'll read it to you if you want. He goes, text it to me. I want to read it. And so I like went on Rap Genius, copy pasted it and texted it to him. And he like read it and he was like, oh man, like that's good. He's like, I had to go back and read the first part and the part after that. And then like, it's all connected. And like, he's like, and it's like, it's all crazy. And he's just like blown away. Um, and he especially liked the, uh, the shit is real, like a poop Jerusalem line. So like that was uh that was good and um so anyway that's kind of a, a rap moment but i won't i won't bother recapping the lyrics because i've obviously already covered it before uh but i did want to give a shout out to M just because i feel like i've maybe i've already done this one too but it's maybe it's been long enough to where it doesn't matter but i remember back when this album came out you know one of the guys at work said he didn't like this song off of M's new album kamikaze and i was like yo like it's i like that song and i was mainly just saying it to argue with him but I wasn't like necessarily crazy about it. But the more I listen to it, the more I like really like the song. Oh Can yeah. You, you guess what song that is? Off of Kamikaze. Yeah. Song you weren't initially crazy about, but you like you're, you're feeling it more and more. Yeah, and and I feel because I feel like I've talked about it. So maybe if you can't guess it, it'll it's been long enough to where I can repeat the lyrics or if or repeat the song. Um, I mean it's obviously not. It's obviously not um, the ringer. It's not the greatest. Nope. Um, is it Stepping Stone? No. Hmm, I don't know then. Uh, normal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is a weird one. Um, I don't know what it is. I just love the flow. And then like some of the bars are fantastic. 
Um, but I don't know. I just love the way he flows at the beginning. And then it kind of has like that weird metal part. And I'm like not crazy about it. But then it like transitions and gets better. And then I like love the ending. Uh-huh. Um, but like the very first verse, like when he's like, she thinks I'm being mean. And now she starts to scream and shout. She lets the demons out about to see. She doesn't want me to see me with other females out. I tell the bitch, beat it, take the scenic route. <laughs> and like, I don't know, just, yeah. Uh, she retaliates by trying to leave the house in an evening gown with her cleavage out. We've been down this road too many times for me to count. And then like, I don't know, just like that flow, like the way he just, like, it's like not like anything profound, but just like the flow of those words is yeah. like to me really smooth. And like the way he does it on the beat um, is just great. And then like in that second verse. Um, it's just words you would never expect to rhyme with each other. Yeah, like they don't really have much business rhyming together, but the way he places them and the way he pronounces them, it all flows and works and, um, well, rhymes. Yeah. And so, um, let's see. Uh, he's like, I'm totally open, hopelessly devoted so much that I bet she doesn't even know that she's the first thing I think of when I wake up and the last thing I think of before I go to sleep. Psych. Hope she doesn't notice me going through her purse because I know she cheats. So do I. Soulless. She's heartless. No wonder we're partners about to go hundreds of charges, domestic disputes, but we've always swept it under the carpet. Like mm. what? Yeah. Uh, and then he like just, uh, even when 911 gets the call that I slipped up and busted her jaw with a Louisville slugger. Cause all it really does is make our love for each other grow stronger. She won me over the second she tried to run me over, uh, told her I keep it a hun with hundred. We over kicked her out, called her back. Now she's coming over and, uh, so good. And then what's the other thing? Um, Oh, yeah. And he's like, that's why I keep bringing up that one time she tried to two-time me. Like, I don't know. Just like that play on words there is a lot of fun. Hmm. Good. So, like, good. Like, How could I be so naive? Should I turn and lead this entire evening into a motherfucking crime scene? Uh, yeah, just so good. Oh, and then, okay, this is my favorite line. This is what I, okay, I, the whole time I'm reading these verses, I was like, yo, this isn't it, though. There's a part of the song <laughs> I'm like... Yo, and so it's this part. You can understand what he's saying, and to me, this is part of Chris D'Elia's inspiration for the napkins, bapkins, chapkins, flapping, bannikins, and bannikins, and all that. <laughs> yes. So the Eminem's line is, eat a monkey dick wrapped in a stuffed pita fajita slut, treat it like a drum and beat it, complete it, and once you've succeeded, repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, I don't know, just that whole line. Like, it's really hard to say, and like the way, and how quickly and smoothly he says it. Um, and then the very next line is, I love you, but I hope you fucking die, though. <laughs> and he like, yes, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's very good. Very good. Dude, yeah, that's a good point, though. That actually is a good song. I, it is a forgotten gem, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, there's like a, and there's a story to it. You know, there's like yeah. a whole story about her cheating with Milo, who drives a high-low, and, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's just a good song. True. Um, I do want to submit something to the most decent moment of the week. Ooh, um, yeah, we haven't done that. Most recently in the week, what's happening? Uh, I got one. I can't believe I forgot about it. I guess it happened a while ago, but I still, I just need to say it because it's so funny to me. So I think I've, I think I've bitched on this show before about, like, I have that partner in my group who's, you know, she always makes up excuses and stuff of why she can't go to meetings and all this other stuff about, like, my senior design. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, basically, that's like, that's the gist of it. So, like, basically, we came to the end of the class, and it's time for, like, evaluations. And um, so, like, I put in the evaluations. I was like, yeah, she's, like, never there. She's always <laughs> late. Like, 
I think I put like, yeah, she's like under like work ethic, and I was like, great work ethic when she's there. Like, I never like said something <laughs> nice without like a backhanded compliment. Like, just yeah, yeah, I really love it when she's there. It's you know, but it's so rare, you know. You gotta appreciate it. Um, so like, she put in the group message, like no one responded. She put, what's your guy's final grade in the class? And it's like, she's like, it's on the transcript. And then she's like, oh, never mind. I got the feedback y'all gave me on my peer evaluation. Thanks, y'all. So like she got the peer evaluation, and she then she got, said she got them. She got all three of them back. Four, yeah. There's five of us in the group, and we all. Oh, I talked oh. to two dudes, and they both dumped on her, and the other girl, I'm pretty sure, did too. Like so, we all dumped on her. And what'd she say? She, she said put, thanks, y'all. Yeah, she put. I wish if y'all had a problem with me sooner. Uh, if if you had a problem with me, you would have discussed it with me sooner. I feel like I did just as much as others in this group. But instead, some of y'all decided to take it out on me that I worked and couldn't make some of the meeting times. I also think it's very funny how none of y'all respond to me on here. Anyways, best of luck to y'all. <laughs> um, she's not petty about it. <laughs> yeah, she's really upset. She's like, oh, I think it's very funny. Like, I can see, like, how bitchy she is about it. And, like, oh, yeah. I love that none of us responded to it. And we had to do, like, a very minor thing after that. And, like, the other girl brought up, like, this was like one day and then the next day without responding to it, um, like she was just like, hey, has everyone uh, put their name on like this paper basically on like a Google Doc? Like basically just ignoring her rant. And so like <laughs> I also just love how like she brings work into the equation because like I worked and another guy worked and we were always there. So I just love how she had like to make that excuse up. And just like my favorite part is like through all of that bitching and moaning, like we're in a group me app. So, like, you have the option to, like, you can, uh, whenever someone puts in the text, you can uh, put a little heart by it, like you liked it. And I liked her, like, rant, basically. <laughs> so, like, she knows I saw it, and I still said nothing and couldn't give a shit less. Like, thought that was really great. And then at graduation, um, you know, we're all, like, alphabetically aligned. And our, like, I'm sitting, like, three or four chairs down from her. And someone else in like graduating with me was like, Hey Reagan, what's up, dude? Like we made it. And like, I went past her and was like, yeah, dude, I can't believe we made it. Yeah, it's great. Glad, <laughs> glad. So like, I saw her and acknowledged her like, not at all. Like I didn't care at all. So, Oh, yeah. I love that feeling. Love I just, that. I really That's enjoyed so like how petty I got with that. So, yeah. Oh, I would have been even more petty. I mean, like, I, I guess liking her message is like the ultimate, but I, I think I would have replied with like, thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been like, yeah, I got an A in the class. Thanks. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, definitely. That is, oh man, that's such great stuff. I, I only had, I had a couple of groups like that. I don't know if anything as bad as that, you know, but. Because it's our final definitely. thing. It's like our massive project and. Uh, like we all got an A on it, and she got like a C, so she barely passed. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. I mean, it would have been even better if she didn't pass, but yeah, definitely. Um, good stuff there for sure. I. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I had an example like that, but yeah, definitely. Just that was always one of my favorite things. Is, is that's your favorite and your least favorite? Because while you're doing the project, you hate it because uh -huh. this person's doing nothing. But once yeah. the project's done and you get a good grade, you're like, this is so awesome. I got an A and I got to dump on somebody and make them feel bad and give them a bad grade. Like, that's like, oh, that's the ultimate, man. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even think that goes under decent. I think that goes under, like, 
awesome, like amazing. Like yeah, it, it is a little bit of a cheat um, based on that. No, but I just I need it, to share it. <laughs> I know it works. You know this is you know on the decent show. You know it's, we we decent we can mean many it. things. Oh yeah, like I mean yeah, you know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, now I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously mine, mine can't top it, whatever it is. I guess the most decent thing of the week for me is my, my subs, getting my subs fixed because, um, uh, I, they went out when I was in Amarillo while I was like, and that was back when I was crying at that job. So it's probably been over a year <laughs> since like I've uh, actually, now you remind me of two points. You said something about women and work. Hang on. I got to talk about that. Hang on. <laughs> I gotta write this down. I don't want to forget that that gym. Yes, um, please. Um, but anyway, it's probably been over a year since I've had subs. So I've made multiple nine, ten, eight hour drives plus all the DJ show drives, which are anywhere from you know uh, thirty minutes to three hours. Mm-hmm. So just and then obviously going to work every day, not a huge deal, like I said off air. But like just all these drives with. You know, either that crappy Bluetooth speaker or my phone speaker or my headphones, like just not quality sound. Really just kind of the point where I pretty much stopped listening to music. I was only listening to podcasts just because like music didn't sound good coming out of those devices. Yeah. So I would just listen to people talk and then that was fine. You know, I caught up on podcasts and obviously we, we do one, so it's not hurting me, but you know, I just haven't had music. And finally, after over a year, found somebody that would basically do it for next to nothing. And it took them two seconds. It was the easiest thing ever. It was basically some loose plugs. And now I'm jamming again. And it's like the greatest thing ever. Like, I was so happy today. Like, literally driving home from the gym, it probably takes me five minutes to get home. I did 30 the whole way home just so I could listen to two songs. Like, it was... Nice fantastic and it was so bumping and then i like got the settings just the way i like them so like it because it wasn't that loud whenever i like first got it working again and i was like oh man like this isn't as good as i remember and then i like found that setting mm-hmm. and my shit is bumping oh it's so great so yeah it's probably the greatest thing ever and now i'm basically just going to be spending the next week listening to all of my favorite songs that have come out within the last year on my my subs and now i'm actually excited for the next time i have to, to drive and after that i'll hate it but um for now the excitement is is there for sure that's probably my most decent thing of the week all right all right now women at work so you mentioned um <laughs> you mentioned this girl saying she's like you know i couldn't do the project because i had a job like you guys like don't understand how busy my life is you know yeah. i have to work and so that reminded me of my ex who kind of had the same attitude and it didn't affect me because I was the boyfriend. So I was the reason she wasn't getting stuff done. Yeah. Like, you know me, like I would be like, yeah, like get out of the house, like go do your group project. Like it definitely wasn't me going, do you have to go? <laughs> Please stay with me as Please. long as possible. I almost have free time. <laughs> Can you? Can we watch your favorite show? Can we like, uh, can we talk and argue? Like, please don't go to your group project. Oh God, <laughs> would ruin my day to get to play 2K and hang out with somebody. But, um, and so like, yeah, that was like always her thing. Like she would blow stuff off and not do her responsibilities because of, you know, her job slash me, because whenever she wasn't at work, she was with me mm-hmm. and you know, but she would. It was never my fault because, again, I wasn't telling her to stay and hang out with me. And also, like, 
she's not going to blame me for something that she's doing. Mm -hmm. But she would always blame it on work. And I'd be like, you work at the fucking bowling alley. Like, not only do you work four hour shifts, Mm -hmm. like, it's not long at all. So you still have plenty of time today. But also, like, most of the time our job is dead and nobody gives a shit. Like, I can't, I've done like three group projects at the bowling alley while working. (laughs) Like, literally like i have had group meetings like people would be like yeah we need to meet we want to meet at this time and i was like hey guys like i'm working at the bowling alley at that time like i work the most of anybody down here but no one's ever here if and there's wi-fi like if you guys want to come down here and work on it we can and then we would work on it and if we weren't done by the time my shift is over then we would go to the computer lab and get stuff done or we had divvied up the work and we just did it on our own time after that Mm. so like super easy but no not for her i gotta work oh i'm so busy i wish you guys would have said something nobody else has a job nobody understands how difficult my four-hour shift is you know that kind of stuff <laughs> living <laughs> so the dream yeah yeah i just wanted that i don't know that reminded me of that i just find it funny how like the most minor of things is like the biggest excuse and like you don't understand because you don't have a job nobody has a job but me i'm the only person in this world with a job and a group project at the same time yeah, and that wasn't where they that was that was rarely or you know infrequently used as an excuse. I think her last excuse was I can't that day is Cinco de Mayo, and I'm like, that's not an excuse. That's just a thing you said. <laughs> hey, Cinco de Mayo, that's like a big family holiday. Like if I'm not with my family on Cinco de Mayo to light the tree, like they're gonna be pissed. <laughs> to light the tree. <laughs> <laughs> to light the Dos Equis bottle, Molotov. You know, if I'm not there for that, they're gonna be upset. Oh, I'm sure they are. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. All right, man. Let, you wanna... to, let me look at my here. Do you have any uh, final thoughts? No, I think I discussed it all. Okay, well, me and I'm going to step out on the patio because I see lightning, and we definitely need to look at and critique this weather because it is fascinating. God. <laughs> Never stop. <laughs> all right, well. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Decent Show. And uh, we really appreciate all the interaction on Twitter that you guys haven't been doing. So make sure you keep uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> you keep like, commenting, and subscribing. Hit us on uh, Twitter, YouTube, Apple, um, really wherever you have free time. And uh, for Ray and Horton, I'm Ryan Money. Have a good night. Maybe I'm just too ugly to compete with him. You weren't supposed to agree, you fucking bitch. Especially when you're-